WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Scott, the host of the Spartan Sports Wrap. And we are live here at Buffalo Wild Wings on Impact 89FM. We've got a special football edition for you today. It should be great. We're thankful for all the people at Buffalo Wild Wings letting us come out today. And we've got some special guests with us here. Later on in the hour, we will bring them on. They uh, can share some insight on the season. We've got quarterback Brian Hoyer and defensive end Justin Kershaw with us right now. Otis Wiley should be coming shortly. So it should be fun. Stay tuned. They're here. Don't worry. They're over here somewhere. They'll be on in just a few minutes. First off, I know it's a football special. We're going to talk about the men's basketball game last night. First regular season game for the men. We beat Idaho 100-62. It was a great game. Pablo and I were there. Uh, we looked impressive. Our team, in case nobody's seen our team yet, we've got some guys who can run, guys who can defend, guys who can shoot, and we go about 12 deep. Absolutely. It's going to be hard to put out a lineup of five guys that will not score. We were talking about that. It is going to be so hard, unless you put Travis Walton at center and Yudong Ebok at the point, there's not a lineup of five that you can put out there that won't score points for you. Yeah, I mean, last night, Idaho, Idaho was a tough team. They had some versatile big guys. They, they were a little bit better than what I expected because, you know, you think of Idaho, don't really think about basketball, don't really think about sports necessarily. But they had a guy from Brazil, 6'7". He was good. But our guys were just able to overpower him. We had Raymar Morgan drop 21 along with Chris Allen. And then uh, the coach from Idaho said his he thought the player of the game was uh, Kalen Lucas. Lucas had 13 points, 9 assists, and most importantly, 0 turnovers. I think Kalen Lucas did a great job, but I was really impressed with Chris Allen. Chris Allen got the start. And he really made Tom Izzo look like a genius for starting him at the start of the season because 21 points, he was a little streaky in scoring. He scored 11 points, then didn't score the rest of the half, and then the second half scored another, you know, a bunch. He scored about all 21 of his in groups of five minutes, it seemed like. And he was very electric, too. He was very electrifying, as well as Darrell Summers with a major dunk. Yeah, those guys, I mean, we said it before a couple weeks ago after media day, we were talking to him, and... Jarrell was talking about how he wants to get to the rim more. I mean, that kid, he can he can fly. Tom Izzo said himself that he can live above the rim with his head on the rim, not just get up there every once in a while, that he's got the ability and the athleticism to live up there. And it's really starting to show through. And not only is he athletic, but he's a skilled basketball player, which you don't see all the time. He can shoot. He just needs to work on his defending, just like most of those sophomores who are coming in. Absolutely, and they're finishers too. Him and Chris Allen, Darrell Summers and Chris Allen, they are finishers. They will run that fast break, and once they get the ball, they'll take it right to the rim. Yeah, Tom Izzo said himself in the press conference that they could be the best wings we've ever had here. Not that they are now, but that they could be in the future. Now, I know that you, I know your answer to this is going to be uh, Austin Thornton. Now, the question, of course, would be who impressed you the most? I mean, this kid. This kid was unbelievable. Come up, came off the bench, redshirt freshman, Austin Thornton. Nobody really knew what he could do, and he beat out Isaiah Dahlman to come in off the bench, and he scored nine points. He was three for three shooting. 
And what did you what did you like most about his performance? Well, granted, Isaiah Dalman dislocated his pinky in practice before the Idaho game. Austin Thornton, three shots, three three pointers, nine points, perfect and smooth shot. He was out to prove something. He was out to prove that when he came here, he turned down Division One scholarships to play at Michigan State as a walk on. Now he's got that scholarship, and he can prove that he plays and belongs on that court with everybody else. And the the best thing about him is he is a Tom Izzo player. He he hustles, he gets on the boards, and I mean he's shooting with confidence. That was that was what surprised me the most. I didn't didn't expect him to come in and be that confident that early on. And the shooting, he was three for three, and Raymar on the night was seven of eight from the field. And as a team, Michigan State shot sixty percent. That's that's tough to beat that no matter who you are, regardless if it's Idaho or if it's North Carolina in a few weeks. If we shoot 60%, it'd be hard-pressed to find a team that can contend with us. Now, besides 60%, we shot 52 from the from three. That There were people who were wondering. They moved the uh, three-point line back to 20 feet 9 inches rather than 19.9. Lots of people thought it was going to affect the game a lot. Well, kind of proved that wrong. Shot over 50%. The biggest problem with the game, that, and I was shocked by it, Idaho out-rebounded us, 31-33, to 33, and they had 14 offensive rebounds. Uh, how can you explain that? Uh, the Idaho coach explained it as they just missed a lot of shots, and they got the rebounds. There was a lot of missed shots by Idaho, and Michigan State prides themselves on rebounding. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the Big Ten, and it was really something that they're going to have to work on before Wednesday's game at IPFW. Right, an IPFW coached by Dane Fife. Now, lots of people see that, and it's a small school, mid-major. That team has been in the tournament a couple times, I believe, and they are known for shooting threes. They hold the record for most three-pointers attempted and made, I do believe. And Dane Fife, we both talked about it. We thought that he should be the head coach at Indiana this year. We were kind of, I mean, they went with Tom Crean down at Indiana, and I can see that choice, but... Dane Fife, he graduated from Indiana. He is their type of player. I, it kind of surprised me that they didn't at least give him a shot. Maybe in a few years he'll be, he'll be back there once Crane moves on somewhere else. But IPFW, I think, will just have too much for them to handle. We're not going to really be tested until we get to the Old Spice tournament. And, and uh, that's just around the corner. you got Maryland exactly. next week. And, uh, it's next week, week, week and a half, I do believe. And then not only is their men's basketball team, they started 1-0, and but the women's basketball team opened up on Friday. They uh, dominated Niagara, and then they beat Stony Brook back on Sunday before the men played. And I watched them. I watched a couple of exhibition games of theirs, and they've got a girl coming back from an injury. She missed all of last year, Aisha Jefferson. And she means so much to that team. She was the leader last year, and she went down, blew out her knee in a preseason game. And having her back just makes so much such a difference, and you can tell with the center, Alyssa DeHaan, it really gives her a lot of confidence. They're playing really well right now. Hopefully they can continue on to the Big Ten. Like I was telling you, we were talking at the men's game, with women's basketball, there's not quite as much parity. Once you get outside that top 25, the teams aren't very good. So hopefully they can beat all the teams they're supposed to and keep going. Absolutely. I mean, the the Andy's going to get up to once they get to Big Ten play. And uh, once they get into the NCAA tournament, so as long as they beat the teams they should beat, they'll be looking good. Sounds like we've said that before about about another team around yeah. here. 
Now, you also saw there's a few other things dealing with MSU. Tournaments are happening all over the place right now. The men's soccer team is playing. They actually won they won the regular season in Joe Bombs last year. They won just won yesterday the uh, Big Ten tournament. And they had done that a few years back. But it's the first time in a long time, possibly ever, that they won both the uh, tournament and the regular season title. So they'll be moving on to the NCAA tournament here this week or next week. Uh, the actual selection show is today. It was today at 6 p.m. So, okay. And they will actually probably get a bye in the first round of the NCAA tournament in, in men's soccer. So we'll see who they play. They should play maybe tournament starts on Friday, maybe Sunday they'll play. Okay. And then, of course, the women's team, sadly, they lost. They had to go down to South Bend to play Notre Dame, who's ranked number one in the nation. They lost 1-0. Good showing, but it's tough. They kind of they ended the season well. We kind of expected them to do a little better starting out the way they did, but they kind of filtered off in Big Ten play. And to give credit to Michigan State, Notre Dame has now lost a game all year, and they held them off the scoreboard for 72 minutes. So, and losing one nothing, Laura Hybor, one of the top players in the country, she's only a freshman. She'll be back next year. Right. Um, Lauren Sinicola, she's a junior. Uh, Lauren Hill, I'm not sure if she's a senior or junior. She's a junior. She's a junior. They have their core team coming back next year. Should be it should be favorites to win the Big Ten next year. Absolutely. Hopefully. Now we'll move on to football. Not quite the main event yet. We'll talk some NFL. There was craziness. The first time in a few years there was a tie. It was uh, between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't know how it's possible, but Donovan McNabb didn't even realize that it was possible to tie. He didn't know how overtime worked. He thought he was ready to go back out there and receive a kickoff. Didn't realize that that was it. They, they just tied a game. They're now 5-4-1. and one. Well, his job is to play football. I don't know if his job is to learn you know, that kind of... Uh rule i'd say so i I, i'm i'm as shocked as you are about it but he's the quarterback he's got to know what if what if he had the ball last and he thought that they would just go to another overtime and he's not playing with the intensity to go down and score before time runs out you you can't let that happen he's got to know he's the captain of that team captain leader of the offense really he's got to know the situation well they were they were at the point where in overtime first person to score they were playing for field goal range. They were playing for positioning to kick that field goal, and none of them could make a field goal even. Yeah, and that that's what it came down to. It's just poor execution, really. And with poor execution, of course, you uh, have the Lions. <laughs> I, I didn't watch the game. For any of you who have been following what the show at all, uh, I'd announced the Lions as my team long ago. I think it was about the uh, second week of the season, maybe the third I've just gotten sick of watching them, and I'm sure now that they uh, are still winless, there's probably a lot more people on that bandwagon. I chose to take a nap rather than watching that game. Pablo, you saw it. What did you think? I know Culpepper played better, but... Oh, Culpepper great, played great. I mean, they scored on their opening drive for the first time this season. It was a great drive. Yeah, Calvin Johnson, great pass. Dante Culpepper scrambles out of the pocket. Wow. And uh, throws to Calvin Johnson for the touchdown, and... They jump out to a 10 nothing lead, but here come the Panthers, and they're uh, rushing. Yeah, and then go figure, the Lions the Lions dropped it. They had a chance late, had some turnovers, and, uh, you know, I, I'm used to it. So I, it doesn't even bother me too much. And when you're bad, when you're playing bad, the call is just to go, don't go your way. 
Calls just don't go your way. Dante Culpepper tries for the two-point conversion, gets face-masked, but then the officials miss a blatant uh, pass interference call that the Lions commit. They never called it either. So just doesn't go your way. Yeah, and with the Lions, it just doesn't go your way. That's that's the end of the story there. We are here live at Buffalo Wild Wings for the Spartan Sports Rep on the Impact 89FM special live edition. Now, we're going to get into college football here and stay on it for the rest of the hour here. We've got special guests with us. We've got, yeah, my roommate, not quite special enough. Sorry, Mike. But more importantly, over at this table, we've got Brian Hoyer and Justin Kershaw. If you're sitting in this room and you don't know, Otis oh, and Otis Wiley is here. If you guys don't know who they are, I suggest you stand up and leave because this is a sports restaurant, and they are the senior captains of the football team here at MSU. Now, we play in a huge game next Saturday. We play at Penn State, final game of the year. We're ranked number 15 in the BCS. We're 9-2. and two. We're going for our 10th win of the season, first time we've done it since Nick Saban was here, Nick Saban-Bobby Williams combo. Of course, Penn State's ranked number 8 in the BCS. We are tied for the lead in the Big Ten right now. If in a we win, tie. if yeah, in a three-way tie. If we win, we're still tied. We need Ohio State to lose to Michigan coming up, which I know a lot of people uh, don't necessarily want to. But I'm going to suggest that you cheer for Michigan if you want to see us go to Pasadena because we need a little bit of help. We need Ohio State to lose because they hold that tiebreaker over us. Like we've explained, now Penn State. Not gonna lie, they they look pretty impressive against Indiana on Saturday. They won thirty-four to seven. Granted, it's Indiana. Indiana's not that great of a team, but Penn State's defense held Indiana to just six first downs and one hundred and eighty yards total. And they just recently had a bye week too, so uh, yeah. they had a chance. That was right after the Ohio State game. They had a bye week, so Daryl Clark got injured, but he had time to recover, had an extra week to rest. Just like Michigan State now, we have two weeks to prepare for Happy Valley. And the one touchdown that Indiana scored was Thigpen, their running back. The who, who had No, it was, on a, it was on a run. He had a 56-yard run. He broke it back. And that kid, he's the one who went for 200 total yards against yes, us. He's, he's fast. But Daryl Clark, the quarterback for uh, Penn State, we weren't sure how he was going to do after last week. He had the concussion a few weeks ago. And he came back, he was 20 of 36 for 240 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. Pretty good numbers. Uh, it's better than what he's put up lately. He Against Ohio State, he struggled. He didn't do real well, and he got knocked out of that. And then, of course, what was surprising for me is uh, Evan Royster, their running back. He only he only ran the ball 12 times. He, he got 63 yards and scored, but Penn State as a team rushed for 184. Hopefully, I mean, that, that's been part of the problem. Like, we've had teams run on us, and we need to step up and make sure we stop him. And also, you know, uh, Clark is a mobile quarterback, and there's, <laughs> there's some craziness in the BCS. There's lots of implications with all these games. There's even a possibility we could go to a BCS game as an at-large bid, but we'll get into that more a little bit later. Stay tuned. We'll bring Brian Hoyer up after this break. And we'll be back in a couple minutes. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're still here live at Buffalo Wild Wings, the Spartan Sports Rep on the Impact 89FM. I know they might be telling you to call in, but the phone lines are not there because we are live. We're here with some football players. I'm sitting here with Brian Hoyer right now. Brian, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now, can you explain college overtime a little bit for us? 
Because I know Donovan McNabb doesn't know the pro overtime. <laughs> Our quarterback, do you know the college overtime? Uh, if I remember, it's uh, I think you get the ball at the at the twenty five yard line, and uh, you know you go from there. And and there is you can't tie in college. You just inform me of that. So uh, I think at a certain point you have to start going for a two point conversion. Yeah. Yep. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> that you you understand that. And hopefully we don't need overtimes to beat Penn State or yeah. the future bowl game. Definitely. Now, what are what are your feelings going into the game on Saturday? Yeah, um, we're, we're excited because we know it's at stake. It's a, it's a great opportunity for us. And, um, uh, you know, we got a week off, so some of our guys got to rest up. Um, you know, you get to heal some of those nagging injuries and, and get a extra time to focus on Penn State. So we're excited, and, and we know, like I said, we know it's at stake. And, you know, if we go and, and we take care of business and we win, we at least get a share of a, of a Big Ten championship. So uh, we're, we're excited about the opportunity. Now, did you ever expect when you came here and when Coach D'Antonio came last year, did you expect to be playing for a Big Ten title this soon? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, after last year, we kind of realized that we were, you know, just this close. And, and it was little things that we had to take care of. And, and um, you know, I think really I, I kind of realized that this team was, uh, you know, had taken that next step. You know, I think back to the Iowa game when Adam Decker had that huge stop on fourth down. You know, you could just tell that there was something different about this year. And, uh, you know, I think internally we always thought, you know, this was our goal. It was a Big Ten championship. And, um, so internally, we always thought we always thought we had the opportunity to do it. So um, you know that's our goal, and and you set your goals high and, and just try to uh, achieve those goals. And and now you know we're we're you know we're right there. We have our opportunity to to achieve that goal. Brian, you guys got together and uh, you watched the Illinois Ohio State game this weekend. Yeah, um, you know I hung out with with Justin, my you know my roommate, and my girlfriend was here. She came up for the weekend, so we sat and watched that, and you know watched the Penn State game a little bit, and you know obviously we're rooting for Illinois, and uh, you know the Penn State game. I guess you we, you know we probably really want them to to still you know we wanted them to be undefeated because uh, that would have really I think helped us out. So we were rooting for. Uh, Penn State a couple weeks ago, but um, you know, to sit back and relax and kind of watch some college football and and take that week off is, I think, really helped our team not just physically but mentally too. Now you're saying how you're watching other games. Have you been paying too much? To, have you been paying attention to the rankings this year, like the BCS? Do you get too much into that and how everything's folding out, unfolding right now? Um, you know, a, a little bit, but not really because. Um, you know, I think the way we look at it is just try to take care of what we can control. And, uh, you know, a lot, of st- a lot of times that stuff's out of your hands. So, um, you know, you check it every once in a while and, and you see it run across the, the bottom of the screen. But, you know, I'm not hopping on the computer on Sunday to see if we've moved up or moved down in the rankings. All right. So who's, who's the most impressive team like, that we haven't played that you've seen so far? You know, I, it's fun to watch. You know, you sit at home and, and you watch those night games on Saturday, and, and Texas Tech has been fun to watch. I mean, their offense seems pretty unstoppable. Florida looked real good this past week. So there's a lot of teams out there, and I think, uh, you know, the way the BCS works, a lot of things can happen. So, you know, if we go in and beat Penn State, who knows, we might get a chance to go to a BCS game with our with uh, being 10 and 2 with an at-large bid. So, um, you know, you never know how it's going to fold out, but, uh, you know, there's been some impressive teams in college football this year. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Show. Up here on the Impact, we've got quarterback of the football team, Brian Hoyer, here with us, fifth-year captain. Now, you came here from Ohio, mm-hmm. and now how how tough was it to get you out of Ohio, out of Ohio State country, to come here? Well, for me, I never, you know, I never grew up a big college football fan, so I never had any alliance to Ohio State or anything like that. Um, you know, I was always a, a big baseball fan, a big baseball player growing up, and so really, you know, once I started getting recruited for football, I wasn't. 
I, you know, I didn't have a, a, a feeling that I wanted to go to Ohio State no matter what. You know, I, I went around and looked at my options, and really, when it came down to it, my, my three final schools that I was really looking at were Michigan State, South Carolina, and Maryland, you know, and uh, so it wasn't hard for me to leave Ohio, and, and uh, it's been a great opportunity for me to come up here, and, and I've enjoyed every bit of it. Brian, uh, had last two games now, senior year. What do you want your legacy to be? When you're gone, do you want the legacy to be you guys beat Michigan first time in a long time? Do you want it to be that you were part the start of getting the Michigan State program back on its feet? What do you want? Like, yeah, I think to be? both of those are great, but I think the one thing that you know I have an opportunity and, and my teammates as well, the guys that have been here with me for five, four years as seniors, we can leave and 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 leave with a Big Ten championship. That opportunity is still available to us, and, and that hasn't been done since 1990 also. I mean, the same year that we, the last time we beat Michigan. So, um, you know, I hope that's that could be the type of legacy that I could leave here, and, and it's still, you know, it's still there for the taking. So, uh, you know, really that's how I like to look at it. Now, there's there's a chance we could go to the Rose Bowl. It's, it's not very high because we do need Ohio State to lose. So most likely we'll go to either the Capital One or the Outback. Do you have a preference as to which one? I mean, I think the thing, you know, the way we look at it is we're going to a bowl on January 1st. And, and that's kind of when Coach Antonio got here, he goes, you know, that's our goal is January 1st bowl games. And, you know, in his second year here to do that already is, I think, shows where this program is going under him. And, uh you know, so I don't have a preference. I mean, we were in Orlando last year. It was it was a great time, and I know the uh, Capital One Bowl was put on by the same people who put on the Champs Bowl, and that was great. And uh, you know, that'd be a great place to go. And like I said before, there still might be a chance that you know we could sneak into another BCS game as an at-large bid if right. if Ohio State wins this weekend, they go to the the Rose Bowl, and I mean we could sneak in there. But uh, you know, the the Outback Bowl or the Capital One Bowl, you know, I'm sure they'll both be uh, a, a great opportunity, and a great game to play in. Now you mentioned the Champ Sports Bowl last year. That was, well, how how did you feel after that game? <laughs> I mean, not only you personally after the game, but as much for the team as how in your first year with D'Antonio. I mean, first off, personally, how did you feel after that game? Personally, I mean, you know, I, I kind of, you know, that was probably the worst performance in, in, a, in a competition, an athletic competition I ever played in my life. So, uh, you know, I was kind of down, and, and it took me, you know, a couple of days to kind of get over it. And then, you know, some of my teammates and friends reminded me that, you know, that was the first bowl game that we've been to in a long time. And, it, and you know, you can't just take a whole season and base it off of a bowl game, that last game. And, uh, you know, so it, it was something that we were proud of to get there and, and get those seniors who really had never been to a bowl game. They got to go to their first go- bowl game and play in that and, uh, you know, accomplish something. But like I said, uh, we realized we had to take another step and, and, and step up if we wanted to be a top, you know, tier Big Ten team. And, and I felt like we've been able to do it this year. Talk about that exposure going to a bowl game, being 9-2. and two, mm-hmm. You guys are ranked, what, 15th in the nation. Yeah. Talk about that exposure. You guys are under the spotlight. How much does that help recruiting and Michigan State the program in the future yeah I think it's huge and uh, you know like you said the legacy that I can leave behind here is is setting a foundation for a great program under Mark D'Antonio and uh, you know you you get that type of exposure it's going to bring some big time recruits here and you know I don't I haven't really checked at the things but you know from what I've heard is we got a good recruiting class coming in so that that's definitely going to help this program and and you know um to leave that type of legacy and, and, and build that foundation for this program is something that, you know, we kind of set out to do. Uh, last year's seniors, uh, Caleb Thornhill, J.U. Calker, Travis Key, those type of guys, and now me, uh, Javon, Justin, and, and Otis, and the other seniors that have been here, we've kind of, 
can put that as our legacy and, and get things going to where Michigan State is, you know, in the thick for a Big Ten championship every year. Now, you're talking all these seniors. Obviously, you weren't recruited by Coach D'Antonio. You were brought in with John L. Smith. What, how is your connection? What kind of a connection do you have with Coach D'Antonio? Yeah, um, you know, we just did, there was a story about Coach D in the free press the other day, and they were asking a similar question. And uh, Coach Antonio, he cares about you more than just as a player. He cares about you as a person. And, and when you have that type of coach, um, it's easy to, to get along with him and, and build a relationship with him because uh, he's not just looking at you as, as one of his players. He's looking at you as making you a better person as well as making you a better player. So, um, you know, we have, we have good relationships with him, even though he didn't recruit us, you know, but he, we've, we've built a special bond with him, and, and I think it helps that we've been successful. Now, what's the biggest change going from Coach Smith to Coach D'Antonio for you know, I think uh, the little things are emphasized a little bit more, um, you know, finishing, and, and that was something huge that, you know, we really focused after last year because we weren't able to finish the close games. We've, we've done that this year. Um, the discipline, the mental toughness, I think those are the biggest things. Um, you know, they always stress being mentally tough because, uh, you know, you're going to go through some adversity in games. You're going to go through the ups and downs, and you have to handle that and be able to bounce back. you got to bounce back from a tough loss like we did against Ohio State this year. I think a lot of, a lot of people question how we would handle that. And, um, you know, I think that's the one thing, you know, a major thing that he's brought is, is mental toughness to this program. Brian, uh, when it's all said and done, what's next for you after MSU football? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll graduate here on December 6th, and, um, you know, uh, obviously we'll have the bowl game January 1st. And then from there, um, you know, I'll go and train and, and prepare myself for the NFL. And, uh, you know, if that doesn't work out, if, if God doesn't bless me with that, I'll have my degree from Michigan State University, you know, and, uh, you know, go look for, look for a job. And I don't know if I'll be here or go back to Ohio, but I'll definitely, uh, you know, pursue my career in the NFL, you know, as soon as I leave here. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. Yep. Thank it's you. It's been great. Hopefully right. we'll have you back up here, get yeah. some questions from fans Thank later you. on. Right. Best of luck at Penn State. I'll be there cheering for you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you. Now. We are here live at Buffalo Wild Wings. If you're curious as to what that sound is in the background, that's all the people sitting in here. Now, all you people, now how many of you, how many of you know your trivia? Know some Spartan trivia? All right, I, this is time for you guys to prove it. We've got a prize on the line. Lindsay, find me, find me someone who knows knows some Spartan football. All right, the guy wearing a T.O. jersey. We've got somebody wearing Terrell a T.O. Dallas Cowboys jersey. All right. I wish he'd score Let's a touchdown. Get this guy in white. All right. What's your name, man? Ryan Funk. Ryan Funk. All right. You know you know a lot about MSU football. All yes, right. I, I certainly Who, do. Who's this sitting right next to you? Justin Kershaw. Okay. Good. So we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. All right. Now I've got a question. Let's, let's see. What, what prize should we put on the line? We've got a, a party pack that includes, I think there's a hat in there. Oh, we're going to go with the other one, the, uh, four, or the four Christmases, the movie with uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn and, and Reese Witherspoon. That's the one. Okay. All right. Now, this question, it's, it's not easy, and we might have to go to somebody else if you don't get it. Now, can you name the last MSU Spartan football player to be named an All-American? Um... How much time do I get? <laughs> not not a whole lot. I mean, Be you, as quick you as can you take can. take a little bit. Now you're getting help from a player. He he should know. I'm pretty sure they were teammates. All right, I'll, I will go with uh, Mr. Brandon Fields. Oh, you are correct. Congratulations. Now let's get this man a prize. 
Now, how, how much of that was you and how much of that was Justin? Uh, I'm going to have to uh, defer a lot of that uh, to Mr. Kershaw here. Uh, I... Well, you, you can think. It's all right. It's all right. That's fine. He didn't know it on his give own. Give me another one, though. I really have to okay, uh, redeem you, myself okay. here. All right. You still get the prize, but let's see. Now, we're not gonna, no help from football players okay. or anybody else. Let's see. Um, what is oh, yeah. the MSU single-season record for rushing touchdowns? The Some, number or the player? Either one. The player Preferably should be. Both. Uh... Oh, he's thinking. He's thinking. It was. It was recent. I believe it's still Colcrick. Ju Colcrick. Yes, it is. As far as the number, Javon's really close to it right now. He's one away. If that helps you. Is it twenty-five? Oh, by chance? It's twenty-one. Oh. Twenty-one actually. But you got Colcrick. You got the one correct. Thank you for playing. We'll have another question later. A little All bit right. tougher if you guys can get in. And now we are joined right now by senior, another captain, defensive end, Justin Kershaw. How are you doing, Justin? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. 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 It's been good. fun so far. All right, how's the season going for you so far? Uh, it's going really well. We're nine and two right now, and this time last year, I think we were six and five. So, whenever you can improve on what you did last year, it's uh, it's always enjoyable. Now, what, did you do anything fun during the bye week? Did you guys go out? Um, actually, a bunch of us and uh, Hoyer and Otis went with me too. We went to uh, Joe's Gizzard City in Potterville, Michigan. Got a triple D hamburger. It's pretty good. <laughs> never, never heard of it before, yeah. but I don't doubt it. Now, coming up against Penn State, it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, they're a very good team. Now, what are you preparing for the most against them? I think really as a team, we have to play with a lot of emotion. Um, it's their senior day, and they're playing to win the Big Ten, and so are we. So I think we really need to bring our intensity and our emotion. And also, Penn State's a very talented team, and whenever you face a talented team like that, you have to play with great technique. So that's what we need to focus on this week. Now, you've played in Happy Valley a couple of times. Talk about that atmosphere, over 107,000 fans, all white out. Talk about how special that would be. Um, besides Spartan Stadium, I think it's the best place to play a football game. Uh, their fans really come out in great numbers, and they're loud. So it's uh, it's going to be an intense game, like I said, a championship's on the line, bowl implications. So we just really have to come out and play with great emotion. Now, Daryl Clark, I was, I was saying earlier, he's more of a mobile quarterback. He's not known for throwing. We've, we've struggled a little bit against mobile quarterbacks in the past. How is there any difference in the preparation going into the game for you guys? You know, this is the 12th week of the season, and we've seen some pretty mobile quarterbacks. Uh, Seller, our last game against Purdue, he was one of the most mobile quarterbacks we've seen this year, and I think we did an excellent job of really shutting him down. Uh, he's a real elu an elusive guy, and Daryl Clark, I think, is more of a thrower than really Seller is, even though he can beat you with his feet. But we just need to continue to prepare and to play our game and to keep doing what we've been doing all year. So is it safe to say that Ryan Allison is going to be a big part in the game again? He was he played a lot against Iowa, and he's probably going to be in a lot in this game. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Um, Rhino's been playing. Uh, he's been having a great senior season, and he's really stepped it up, especially when we play spread teams. But I think he's really solidified himself as an every-down linebacker, so I think you are going to see a lot of him. And uh, Rhino, I hope he continues to play how he's been playing. Now, how can you explain? He used to be a wide receiver. How how has he made that transition? Is there anything you've noticed that he's done, especially like to help him? Well, uh, Rhino he really never fit in as a wide receiver mentally because he's a little bit crazy like a linebacker. 
So I think that transition really helped him out because he's an intense football player, and I think he's on the right side of the ball now. But he's just a guy that plays hard every snap, uh, and he really prepares himself every day. So uh, he's he's doing really well, linebacker. Now you've been through a lot. You know, fifth year senior. Uh, you've been through a coaching change, uh, some pretty down years in '05 and '06. Now you have a chance to finish so strong. What would it mean to you to beat Penn State, go to that bowl game, and get a victory? It will mean a lot. I think those situations that happened in the past, the adversity, you really look at it and it's made us stronger as a football team. Uh, two years ago against Penn State, we didn't know who our coach was going to be. Uh, we weren't really playing for anything significant besides getting another win and sending the seniors out winners. So it will mean a lot, and I think it will really uh, put a mark on this program and the senior class for things to come in the future for Michigan State. Now, we asked Brian if he watched a lot of other college football, if he was following the BCS. Do you follow it about the same amount of as he does, or do you watch other teams besides who you're going to play? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm a college football fan before I ever started playing, and so I like to keep up with it. Uh, and I do pay attention to the rankings a bit more now, especially since we're having a good season. I know we're uh, 15th in the BCS so we just have to try to worry about what we can control. But still, if uh, some of those teams in the that are ranked, you know, 14 or, or higher, if they lose, I guess that will benefit us. So I'm paying close attention to that. All right. So who do you think is going to be playing in the national championship game? You know, I really uh, couldn't call it now because there's so much, you know, much stuff that can happen. I remember before we went to our bowl game last year, uh, everybody predicted us going to the bowl game that we – and. They didn't predict us going to the Champ Sports Bowl, and that right. was the bowl game we ended up going to. So, uh, I, really, it's it's really up in the air, and I I couldn't uh, I couldn't really call it. Okay, if you can't say that, who's the best team that you've seen so far? Um, the best team I've seen so far, besides Michigan State, is Texas Tech. They look pretty good uh, defensively, and they can throw the ball. Uh, Crabtree is an animal out there. Um, Oklahoma looks good. I know they play each other this week. And uh, so is Florida. So I think it's it's between those teams. And really, you have to respect Alabama. They're playing in a tough conference and they're undefeated. So, and they're the number one ranked team right now. So you have to really give those guys credit. All right. Before we go to another break, we've got Justin Kershaw here, senior captain, defensive end. Can you explain the emotion of getting a sack? Like, what's that like for you? Um, it's a it's it's a it's a great feeling. You know, you uh, you get to knock knock somebody out real hard, knock the crap out of them. Uh, it gets the crowd hype, and you celebrate with your teammates. So uh, it's really nothing I can compare it to besides maybe, uh, I don't know, being in a fight and knocking the guy out. So it's a, it's a great feeling, and um, I hope to experience a lot more of them on Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully see you guys, you and Brandon Long and all the other guys in the backfield. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully we'll get back up here later, get some questions from the right. fans Thanks for you. Thanks a lot, bro. Appreciate yep. it. We're going to another break here. Stay tuned in. We'll be back. We've got Otis Wiley joining us after the break. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Spartan Sports Rap on the Impact. We're here live at Buffalo Wild Wings, special football edition of the Spartan Sports Rap. It's a pretty fun time. We've had a few special guests on. We've got another one, another senior captain. Otis Wiley, how you doing, Otis? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a good show so far. Yeah. Now, the the defensive backfield, that was a big question mark coming into the season. I had doubts. I know a lot of other people did. And then we had injuries put in on top of that. 
how can you explain how everybody's been able to step in and you've got Johnny Adams, Andre where Marcus Hyde, they've, and Danny Fortner, they've all been able to come in and play and fit in well. How do you explain that? Um, I think it's it goes towards our coach, Harlan Barnett. He uh, he definitely coaches us up, um, definitely gets us ready for the game, and he always stresses that, you know, whoever goes down, somebody has to step up. And so um, it started early during the season. We thought it would be later on, but, you know, everybody's played. And so everybody, whoever goes out there, we trust that, you know, they can get the job done. Now, is everybody, after the bye week, you feeling better? Like oh, yeah. Everyone, we, everyone we 100% practiced, or real close? We, well, we're close, but uh, we practiced last Thursday, and we kind of fresh. And this Sunday, after this long weekend we had off, you know, we came back fresher. So, um, you know, I think this Monday we got off and get ready for uh, Penn State. Now, with the Penn State game coming up, what are you looking to the most? Like, what are you preparing for the most? What are you looking forward to the most in that game? Um, I'm looking forward uh, or preparing for the speed of the game because we know that uh, it's the last game of the season. You know, this is for the Big Ten Championship, so all all players are going to be run, and there's going to be big plays, and we got to eliminate, eliminate those. So uh, I'm preparing for the speed. Now, obviously, uh, running back Javon Ringer, he's had a lot of national attention. Uh, he's a favorite, uh, a candidate for the Heisman. Um, it's a potential that all uh, five quarterbacks could be the finalists for the Heisman and go to New York. But if Javon Ringer were to make it to New York just as a finalist, not even to win, how would that put Michigan State on the spotlight and bring the attention to the program? Ah, uh, man, I think, uh, I mean, for future running backs, recruits-wise, you know, they want to go to where they can get the ball and, you know, Coach D will run the ball, and that's that's our offense. We run the ball. We, it's more balanced, and uh, I feel like you know the recruiting recruiting base will be be larger by him just representing us. You know, the Spartans, and knowing that uh, he'll go there. You know, represent us well. We know that we'll get a lot of publicity. It'll be good for our program, and we already turned around with this successful season as it is now. Now you spoke about the turnaround. In in your opinion, I mean, I asked I asked Brian this earlier. I think. What's the biggest difference for you with Coach Antonio now rather than John L? Uh, I think the biggest difference is you learn. You learn from him and you become a smarter player on the field because uh, Coach, Coach D stresses, you know, the techniques and paying attention to detail. And so we, when John L was here, we really, we really didn't do that. So uh, with Coach D, we uh, definitely will watch, we watch the details and we become better players on the field. Now, does Coach D'Antonio get on you guys a little bit more being defensive backs, and that's kind of what he knows the best? Uh, most definitely. He, uh, he expects to be the, you know, be the best and expects us to know, know what to do. So we have to, if you know what to do, we can play fast. Now, what, what's the most impressive thing about Coach D'Antonio? I mean, he has an honorary captain, talk to you guys before every game. Um, he brings back a lot of the Michigan State tradition. What's the best thing about Mark D'Antonio? Uh, I think uh, what you just mentioned is the tradition. Um, two years ago, I didn't know anything about mostly about the tradition, but Coach D, you know, brought it back, and um, it kind of brings more sense of uh, not urgency, but we represent more than just the team. We represent, you know, the past partners and the alumni and the people that came and gone. So, you know, he stresses that, and that's what he brought back. And when we play on the field, that's what we represent, Spartan Nation. All right. Now I've got a question. It's kind of off topic. Okay. Just something I wondered. Obviously, receivers and defensive backs, they're kind of they, – they can switch. You know, Chris Rucker, he switched back and forth. You've got Ryan Allison is playing defense, now used to be a wide receiver. Who has the best hands on the team that's not a wide receiver? That's not a wide receiver. That's not a wide receiver. That's a hard <laughs> I mean, they've got you back there, return of punts. We've got Kershaw. He's saying it's him. That's not a wide receiver. Um, 
that's that's hard. Man. Uh, it's not me because I haven't had an intercession in a long time. Uh, You're still leading the team with four, though. Uh, let's see. Who has the best hands? Ross Weaver? <laughs> no, that's what. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Being so. around, Ross Weaver's got to be one of the funniest guys on the yeah, team. He is. He is the funniest by far. But I feel, uh, I would say Johnny Adams. He has Johnny Adams? Sure, he has some sure hands. And uh, when the ball's up, he, he will get his hand on the ball. So, I mean, he might not, he'll catch it, but if not, he'll, he'll bat it down. So, uh, you know, he has some good hands. That's good. That's good. Now, you were talking about how you haven't had an interception in a while. Is that kind of wearing on you? Are you eager to pick one off? Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for an opportunity to get one, and uh, it'll be great. I feel like I'm due, I'm due for one, but it'll be great to get one in, um, in the Penn State game and most definitely in the bowl game. All right. Now, with the interception, how, how big is that for the team? Like, how, when you get to the bench, how, what kind of reaction does everybody have? How does that feel? Uh, it feels good because you basically changed the momentum for your team. You probably created a, a a touchdown for your offense, and I mean the sideline just gets you know hyped up. You know the the energy is is great, and so they're just slapping you in the head. So I feel like it's a momentum change once you get an interception and it creates more plays for the offense. Now, what what's better for you, having a big hit or picking a pass off? Oh man, I love picking a pass off. Really? I can always I can always get a little hit here and there, but. Uh, picking the pass off, you get off the field. So, <laughs> so I feel go. like uh, that's the best. All right, and you have 63 tackles. I was just told you're fi- semifinalist for the Thorpe Award, the best defensive back. What does that mean to you to be nominated in your senior season? Uh, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. It's just a, it's an honor to be at least nominated in the top ten. And um, Lord willing, I'll be top five or whatever, try try to compete for it. But um it helps. It helps to know to know that we have somebody in, the, in, in our secondary that that gets recognition. And if it was somebody else, I, I I'll say the same thing. So um, it just goes to show your hard work does pay off. And so I think it's good. What's next for you after MSU football? After MSU football, uh, I always joke with Kershaw. I'm about to be a couch bum in my parents' house. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people, yeah, a, lot right. of, a lot of seniors who are <laughs> no, feeling that I'm I'm going to try to probably just go to grad school. You know, if the NFL doesn't work, I'll go to grad school and, and uh, get my landscaping degree. Um, I'll add on to that. So, and then I'll just probably be a counselor. So, I don't know, try to do something. Going to be maybe a, a youth football coach yeah. or something? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have opportunities where some of my my friends are becoming, you know, assistant principals or they're in the, the teacher field. And, you know, I could just always have an easy slide in. There you go. <laughs> Coaching some football team, which, I mean, it's always good for an ex-player. All right, thank you, Otis. This is, we're here with Otis Wiley, senior safety captain and semifinalist for the Thorpe Award Best Defensive Back. Now, hopefully we'll see you get your fifth, maybe sixth interception know, against man, Penn State. Man. Take one back, pick sorry, six. Man. Now, hopefully we can get everybody else back oh. up here, get some questions from okay. the fans. We've got another prize giveaway for you guys. Now, Lindsay, do we have somebody else who knows their Spartan trivia? This one's a little tougher. This question is a little tougher for everybody. I think Lindsay. we had someone else uh, in line, second guy Lindsay's too line. busy talking to Hoyer over there. Come on. We had someone next up for the trivia. There we go. We've got somebody. All right. Now, do you do you know your Spartan football well? All right. You know well? Here's Mike. What's your name, man? Joe. Joe. All right. Now, this is for a prize pack. It's got a uh, gift certificate somewhere, and it's got movie passes to Quantum of Solace, the new James Bond pitcher. Now... I would, I'm telling you, don't help him too much, Otis. Now, we had Kershaw help the other guy. Can you name five former Spartans who are playing in the NFL today? 
Flexico Burris. All right, there's one. Um, Drew Stanton. Two. Technically not playing, but he's on a roster. But he's on he's a on roster. roster. <laughs> <laughs> he's with the Lions. I mean, it's not even that's, NFL that's team, terrible. Right? Yeah, that's true. I'll give it to uh, you. Chris Morris. Chris Morris, center for the Raiders, of course. Uh, Irvin Baldwin. Irvin Baldwin. Bears. There's Izzy. Okay, we're getting we're getting uh, is he on the roster? <laughs> is he on the roster? Yeah. All right. Well, they need to update their programs here at MSU because he was not in that. All right. There's four for you. Eric Smith. Oh, somebody else yelled that out. <laughs> Someone else helped him. All right. He wins. That's good. Eric Smith is indeed playing. He's back from his suspension there for that hit yeah, on Anquan Bolden. Bolden. You see that one, Wiley? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a bad helmet to helmet hit, but he's back playing. I think he's starting for the Jets out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now well. we've got how much time do we have left here, John? We've got about 12 minutes. We've been having uh, people write down some questions on note cards for us. Now we're going to bring the rest of the guy, the other two guys up. We've got all three, Otis Wiley, Justin Kershaw, and Brian Hoyer up here. Now how it's going to work is if we select your question for the players, you get an Impact T-shirt. Now, of course, now we have to go through. Did anybody read through these questions yet? Or is I'm the first one to get them. All right, we'll split up. We've got all three guys here. All right. Now, we've got Mike. He's uh, he's lobbying for his question. I don't know where it is, but we'll see if we can avoid it. <laughs> I got one. I got to go in. All right. Um, Eric Palmer asks, what were you for Halloween? Oh, what is I didn't, I didn't dress up. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have time. Uh, I haven't dressed up since I was in middle school, so. Oh, well, let me take that back. Never mind, my bad. Uh, high school, high school, I did dress up. That was just some fun, but yeah, oh, I haven't dressed up. What was your then. best costume? My best costume. Um, I was a bloody football player. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was in middle jersey. school, matter of fact. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I got, I got the same answer as Otis. I didn't have, I didn't have time. I guess, and we didn't. I don't even remember what weekend that was, but I'm sure. It's Halloween weekend, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> who, do we play? who we play. Wisconsin. I couldn't even tell you to be serious. To be honest, yeah, I was a little uh, drained after that game, so I didn't. I didn't do anything. My mask was pretty scary. It was a Otis Wiley mask. <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't dress up for Halloween. I didn't do it. Oh, that's too bad. Too bad. All right, I really like this question. I meant to ask it earlier. This is by Danielle Castle. What is your relationship like with next year's QB uh, Cousins? Yeah, uh, Kirk and I get along real well. Actually, it kind of reminds me of how, you know, I was I played under Drew, Drew Stanton, and we got along real well, and I, I learned a lot from him. But, uh, you know, Kirk is a guy who, um, you know, he asks a lot of questions, and when you play quarterback, you want a guy who, who asks a lot of questions who, you know, I come off the field, and he's relaying uh, information to me, asking me questions. And to be a backup quarterback is not, is you know, one of the hardest positions because you got to prepare every week like you're the starter. you got to be ready to go at you know, a second's notice, and um, but you know, my relationship with Kirk is, you know, I know, I think Otis mentioned it or, or Justin mentioned it. We went to the restaurant this week, and, and Kirk was there, and and even my relationship with Keith Nickel, which I know a lot of people are, are asking about. That's what I, I was. Yeah, they're just they're both that. great guys, um, and they're very hard workers, and and like I said, Keith is very, uh, he's got a lot of football knowledge, and um, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see between those two guys because. 
you know, in my opinion, they're like carbon copies of one another. They're very, they're both very talented physically and, and are very smart football players. But, uh, we get along great. Our, our meeting room is always fun to be in. Uh, we crack jokes and, and they're both good guys. Who talk, who talks the most trash in the locker room? I say, uh, Jeremy Ware. He's, uh, he's a pretty funny guy, but he talks a lot. Um, it seems like typically guys from Florida talk a lot. So, um, but Jay Ware's a good guy, though. All right. Here's, here's a question a little bit more sentimental from Ashley Liebel LaBelle. Uh, with the season winding down, what is your mes- most memorable moment with the Spartan football program? Um, I think my most memorable is when we won the game last year against Penn State to get a bowl game, and we haven't been a, I haven't been to a bowl game since I've been here at Michigan State till till last year. So, I mean, just running on the field, celebrating with my teammates was the best you know feeling to win that game to come back from a twenty four whatever seven deficit, and it was glorious. Um, I got a couple, you know, the, the Penn State game last year, uh, beating Michigan this year at Michigan. Um, coming coming back against Wisconsin, but I think I think my most memorable moment is is ahead of me when we play Penn State this week because we have an opportunity to to win a Big Ten championship, and if that happens, that'll be my most memorable moment. Fans go crazy. Um, there's a lot of memories. Some of them were bad. I remember the Northwestern game last year when uh, we went into overtime and it was hot. But um, another great memory was this year when we played Michigan and we beat them for the first time since 1990. So that was really special. That was a great game to be at. Uh, it was fantastic to be down on the field. Now, uh, Pablo's got one here from, or I've got one. Now, where's the one from uh, Rob H? Rob H asks, who has the hottest mom on the team? <laughs> be care- careful, guys, careful. We do have some regulations here. <laughs> I, I know who it is, and I'm not going to say it because we always mess with each other, so. But I can't put somebody out there like that. <laughs> okay. Let's put it this way. If, if he's listening, he knows exactly who we're talking about because we do give him crap all the time, but I'm not going to put him on the spot. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Probably safer that way. You never know. All right. Here's one for Justin. This is from uh, Tom Thompson. Who in the NFL do you say you remember, uh, resemble, excuse me, do you resemble the most technique-wise? Wow. Well, it's kind of hard because I'm uh, really an undersized defensive tackle right now. When I look at uh, Darnell Dockett, who plays for the Cardinals, I uh, think he's a really good player, and I, I try to play like him. Um, but, um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of guys in the league. I'd say a guy that plays in the in the 3-4 as a defensive end, a guy for the Browns or something like that, that's who I resemble. Now, who this is kind of for all of you. Who did you guys kind of model your games after as you were growing up? Uh, my favorite football player was uh, Derek Thomas. Um, the late great, he played Chiefs. for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs, yeah. Linebacker. And uh, I always admired him for how he played the game. He was intense, and uh, he's a technician. Um, for me, like I said before, I wasn't a huge football fan growing up, but being in Cleveland, I got a chance to see John Elway beat the Browns in a couple you know, late games in the season of the playoffs. So, you know, I think he was kind of the guy that I kind of looked at, up to as as far as being a quarterback, and, and really that's why I wear number seven is, is because of John Elway. Uh, I have to say Ronnie Lott. Um, I really didn't know I was going to be a, a safety when I was in high school. But um, just those big hits he gives, I just wanted to you know, resemble that. And uh, I get a couple here and there, but, you know, they can save my body. But, yeah. Got any questions there, Pablo? We've got some more here to pick from. 
All right, let's see. This one is from J.D. Bonga for Brian Hoyer. Brian, you had a chance to play in Happy Valley two years ago. What did you gain from that experience that can help you succeed in that hostile environment of Beaver Stadium this weekend? Yeah, I think the, the thing with that is I can go in expecting and knowing how loud it's going to be, uh, what a hostile environment is going to be. And, um, you know, I, I, from my, you know, what I can remember going back to that game, we kind of we kept that place kind of quiet because we stayed out of, like, long third downs and things like that. So that's something we definitely want to avoid on, on Saturday, especially when you go down towards their tunes, student section because, you know, in my opinion, uh, that, that's the loudest stadium in the Big Ten. So if we can stay out of those situations, uh, you know, and keep the crowd out of it. I think we can we can do that. And uh, you know, I think to to go in and know what type of environment you're playing in definitely helps. All right. Now we've got a couple more here, trying to trying to figure out what we've got a couple about assistant coaches here. We'll go with that. Now we'll put, put kind of put these two together. One's from Jamal. One's from Clark. Jamal asks, Coach D gets a lot of love, but talk about Coach Warner and Coach Gill and the position coaches who make you guys better. And then also Clark adds in, how intense, how intense really is Coach Manny? Manny's your strength coach or conditioning? Is- All right, I'll just start off with the Coach Warner one. Um, you know, for me, I've been fortunate. I, I've had three different quarterback coaches since I've been here, and they've all been great. And, uh, you know, uh, Coach Warner is just the guy who's – been able to kind of help me progress as a, as a player and as a quarterback. So, um, you know, a lot of the, the head coach gets a lot of the credit the time, all the time. But, uh, you know, our assistant coaches are great, I think, around the board. And, and for me, Coach Warner has really helped me as a player. Um, I've uh, had four defensive line coaches since I've been here. And uh, Coach Gill has definitely helped me out a lot. He's intense. And you think he would start forgetting about stuff in his old age, but he's on you more than he is ever. And uh, Coach Manny, really, he's the same way. He's intense, and uh, he's helped us out a lot, and he's uh, really a a reason why we've been so successful this year. I've had two uh, position coaches since I've been here, and uh, I think Coach Barnett is – Coach Barnett and Coach D are the the best, you know, cornerback safety coaches I've I've been around uh, because they teach you more. They've been there. They've done that. They've – They've been where I want to go, so uh, I think that's that's the thing. And Coach Manning, I mean, he's he's very intense, and that's why he has gray hairs now. He's, he used to be <laughs> when I got he used to have dark hair, but now he's just all these gray hairs in his head. So you know, he's he's stressing out. All right, we've got another one to go here. We'll see. Uh, this one's from Clark again. I'm not sure if he just resubmitted this, trying to kind of altering the last one. Who has the hottest girlfriend on the team? <laughs> not sure if Clark's putting all these questions, and he's curious as the. The females in relation to the football team. Oh, of course. I'm going to have to say I do. Shaq Diesel, Shakira Allen. Put her out there. There you go. There you go. Uh, Otis doesn't have a girlfriend for all you single ladies out there. Uh, look out. I know Lindsay's on the prowl somewhere around here. She's director Lindsay. She, uh, she she might have a crush on Otis. Not, not to put her on the spot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lindsay. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I'm going to. She might be a little upset about that one. Yeah, I'm. That's right. I'm single too, Clark. I'm not, Clark. Clark, I'm a little worried about you asking all these questions. I, we might have to move him. All right, now, can you guys just go in a little bit more? I mean, obviously, it's a huge game on Saturday. What are what are how are you guys feeling right now? Going going into the game, like, what do you feel? Are you guys nervous at all? You guys pumped? Ah, oh, man, uh, we played against you no know, their all their personnel from last year and. Uh, we know what they have, and they've been there for a long time, just like we have. And I mean, we've been in the hard games and the tough battle games, and I feel like we're ready, and we're definitely 
have two, we have three more days to prepare and watch some more film and get ready for the game, practicing and, and flying around. And it just all depends if we practice outside. Hopefully we don't, but uh, <laughs> to keep us fresh and because we already know it's going to be cold. But I mean, that's the only thing that I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll have to battle against. And you know, we're ready. And I think our team will, will come out again this Big Ten championship. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I'm just excited. It's kind of, I kind of got an itch to play because we had a bye week and, and part of me wanted to just go and play this Saturday because, uh, you know, we're kind of on a roll and, and keep things going. But uh, the bye week really helped us out, you know, to get to get people healthy. So, you know, I'm excited and, and, and anxious to go play. And, you know, I'm glad that it's Michigan State versus Penn State is playing for the Big Ten Championship and the, the game in Columbus really has no has no meaning on the Big Ten Championship. It's the first and I think, time that's happened in a while. Yeah, I think that you know that's the biggest game in the Big Ten, and, and that says a lot because uh, for two historic programs like Ohio State and Michigan to be playing and, and everyone's going to be watching our game is, is something special. Yeah, just like these guys were saying, I'm excited. Uh, really looking forward to the opportunity, especially as Brian was saying, since we had a bye week. I think people are um, really itching to play. I don't. I don't think too anxious, but uh, just itching to get back out there on a Saturday. But this is a great opportunity for us as players and for this program to get in the right direction. So um, we're, we're just really excited right now. All right, well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming out. Once again, for everybody who kind of forgot that they tuned in late, we had three senior captains of the football team, Justin Kershaw, Brian Hoyer, Otis Wiley on. It's been great. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully we go out in Penn, to Penn State and just open it up on them, get a lead early, just take care of business, come home with part of a Big Ten title. You never know, maybe Ohio State can drop one to U of M. Should be good games at 3.30 out in Happy Valley. I'll be there. I will, too. The game's on ESPN or ABC, one of the two. It's on ABC. On ABC, I've been told. Now, we also got basketball going on. What are you guys' thoughts on basketball, real quick? Yeah, they, they show what they can do uh, last night. They played a great game in their opening game, so uh, I think that's just a preview of how the season's going to go this year. All right. Great. I want to thank everybody for coming out. It's been fun. Thank you to Buffalo Wild Wings for letting us be here. This has been the Spartan Sports Wrap. Tune in next Monday at 7 o'clock. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.